everyone. So I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest on our Sugar Pills podcast, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. She is a phenomenal woman. Her name is Stephanie Oquindo. She is an author, content creator, mom, wife, and corporate professional. And through her own journey, she's realized the power that every woman holds to cultivate and live a life of her own design by valuing and prioritizing herself. Her mission is to help women realize that self-care should be a standard and not a luxury. Stephanie resides in New York City with her family. So we're going to dive in to today's session with Stephanie. She has some great things to talk about. I'm particularly excited to hear about her amazing book all about me time and journaling. So that'll be great. So I'm going to give it to you, Stephanie. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your background? Sure. Um, well, thank you, Candy, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so, yeah, me time, it, it grew out of my own need uh, to feel more in control of my life, which had to start with me being intentional with my date. Um, and so I started journaling intentionally at a point in my life where I had a lot of new stuff on my plate. Um, I was a new mom, and that in and of itself was a huge change for me. Um, around the same time, I started a side hustle, which at that time was I was doing video strategy and editing. I had a few clients. I was also working on my own YouTube channel. Um, and at the same time, I, I was working my full-time corporate job. Ooh, so that's a lot. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had no time to myself. And even when I did, it felt like I felt lazy if I used it, like just for me. Um, and so I did it. And even though that time, like, that was a very exciting time for me, I enjoyed the grind. Um, I had big dreams, but was like, yeah, look at me, you're doing all the things. <laughs> um, but yes. it was also very overwhelming. Um, I wasn't ever fully present. Like thinking back, I I had a lot of guilt because I always felt like if I was I was uh, doing one thing, I was sacrificing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and mom guilt is really real. I mean, my son was very little when I started. Um, I overestimated what I could do in a day. And so my to-do list, there were always like at least 10 things on there. Um, You know, when I would get a few things done, I would check off a few things. But of course, I would focus more on the things I didn't get done. Mm. And so I would end my day feeling like I I hadn't done enough. Um, And I was just always busy, but not as good busy. I was I, was, I wasn't making traction in comparison to the amount of effort that I was putting out. And so that was very discouraging. Um, and as you can imagine, that eventually led to burnout. Um, yes. And it took me getting to that point for it to click. Like, girl, you are going about this all wrong. Yeah. You can't keep going like this. Like, pay attention to you. Yes. Um, you know, this your time and your self-care is just as important if not more yeah you have to fill your cup first yes exactly um so you know i set that standard um of self-care i was going to start paying more attention to myself and it worked i started to feel the shift i started to see the changes i had been working so hard for before uh i felt more in alignment versus trying to push Mm -hmm. i had a 
happier outlook on life in general. I showed up better. I felt more confident. I handled things better. Um, I started to get to know myself on a deeper level, and, and things just started to happen. Yeah, but what were the um, things that you started to do for your self-care practices and, and, and journey? What were the things that you were implementing to get to that shift? Sure. So this, uh, it, it's going to sound very anticlimactic, but <laughs> it, it was very important. Um, so even after I, I set that standard, like nothing got easier. I didn't suddenly have any, you know, any more time. It suddenly have less priority. So I had to make it work where I was with what I had. And I did this by implementing simple things that brought me joy, that grounded me, like waking up earlier to journal intentionally first thing in the morning with my coffee before the rest of my family was up and the chaos of the day started. I started to pour into myself first and make time that was just about me Mm -hmm. because I deserved it. Yes. I love that. And and for everyone who's listening, um, what advice would you give them on how to create a, a four-part framework for winning your day in just five minutes? Yes, so this is so key. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I really do believe that you can do this for five minutes. And I know those listening, like, we're busy. You know, we have so much going on. We, we're, we're juggling a lot. Um, and so this is in reference to, in my uh, journal, Me Time, there is a section every single day where um, I ask you to focus on four simple prompts. Um, and these are prompts that we as women, I feel we need to focus more on, and a lot of times we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they include number one, gratitude. I want this to be the first thing you start with. So this is all about appreciating the things that you already have in your life. And this is so key because you have to be happy now. Um, in whatever situation you're in, whatever you have going on, or else you never will. I know a lot of times we could think, it's easy to think like, oh, when I have this, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. If this happens, then I'll be happy. But, you know, it's, it's, you have to be happy now. Or even if you get those things, I guarantee you're going to strive for something else. Like, it's not going to be enough. Um, and it's okay to strive. It's okay to uh, want more and have goals and all of that. But do so at the same time as you're appreciating what you have now. And the more you appreciate, the more you're going to find you have to be grateful for. Um, yes, because where you put your attention grows. So if you're putting your attention exactly. on what you're grateful for, if you're focusing on what's working, then you're programming yourself to expect that. So if you're always focused on what's going well, what you're grateful for, then things start to show up to meet your level of expectation. So I, I love that. I love that. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it just improves your mood overall, your, yeah. your quality of life. Like you'll see, you'll, you'll just be happier. And and these are things that have been around all along, you know, but it's just your focus was elsewhere. And so you didn't even realize exactly. until you are intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after gratitude, mm-hmm. uh, the next thing, the next prompt is all about celebration. So this is where um, I want you to spend some time to recognize what you're proud of yourself for. So while you're striving and all of that, it's easy to forget what you've already done to that point, to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important to give yourself credit. And you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for, for something big to happen. Like, 
all of the small wins lead to the big wins. And so it's very important to um, recognize those. And in doing so, that's going to give you a confidence boost. And that's going to give you the motivation to keep going. Yeah, I, I love that point. I think a lot of people miss that, like celebrating the small wins, you know, daily, because there's really no there there. Like even when you reach mm-hmm. that X goal you've been going for, you're going to have another goal. You know, you never yeah. really reach it. So it's all about enjoying the journey, enjoying the steps, because what's the point of, you know, working towards something if you're not actually going to enjoy the process of getting there and I also think that celebrating the wins like the small wins even if it's just like a little thing like I reached out to someone today who could help me with my business I went to the gym because I committed myself to going to the gym you know I drank more water today or you know I booked a new client it could be anything that that you that you did that day to to celebrate and and put nourishment to yourself. And I also think that celebrating yourself is what builds resiliency. So that when something doesn't go wrong, you don't feel like a failure, you don't feel like you're never gonna get there because you can say, hey, look at all of these things that I've done that I can be proud of, that I celebrate myself for. I know this one thing is not gonna stop me because you've built up that foundation of knowing who you are, of celebrating who you are, and knowing that you can accomplish what you put your mind to. So I think that's a really great thing to implement in your day is celebrating because that really builds resi- resiliency when things don't go your way. You know, if, if it doesn't knock you off course because it's just one thing, but you have all of this other, you know, proof to yourself that you can do it. So I, I love that. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next, so the third prompt is intention. And this is where I want you to decide the vibe for your day. So you're going to set the tone and you're going to ground yourself in what it is you need that day. You're not going to let the day run you. Um, and I often hear a lot, um, I get the question of, well, how do you even set an intention? Mm. Um, and what I say is, well, I ask myself, like, what do I need today? And the answer to that question is my intention. So, for example, um, if I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed, I have a lot of things going on, it's a busy week or day or whatever, I know that I'm going to need, I'm going to need a grace and ease that day. So maybe my intention will be, I will do all things with grace and ease. Oh, I love Um, that. I love, 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 love that. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, you're, you know, you, you have that in your brain already, and so you're going to go throughout your day and, and try to find ways, you know, to, to make that happen. Um, sometimes the opposite might be true. Sometimes, um, you know, maybe I do need kind of like a little uh, a little boost. Um, maybe I'm relaxing a little bit too much, and maybe I feel like I need more action. I need more focus. Mm-hmm. Um especially with like the big scary things like that you procrastinate on that you know you have to do, but it's like, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so maybe my intention would be like, I will take scary action today. I will stay focused today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's really important because otherwise it, it's really easy to kind of just react to everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you kind of ground yourself in what you want to get out of the day, you'll get it. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, setting the intention for the day. I love the guidance that you gave on 
just going inward and asking yourself what you need. And I think that's a big way to transition from living on autopilot to living um, consciously so that throughout your day, you're making conscious decisions of I'm choosing to do this because it's it's feeding my need rather than this is how it's always been done this is just how the day is I'm just reacting to what's happening to me you're creating that intentionality on a on a deeper level of consciousness so I really love that it's like everyone's like stay woke but it's like well how do you get woke and it's that's how you do it you look inward for the guidance and then throughout your day you're making intentional and conscious decisions like I'm going to you know, I'm, I'm going to pitch this person for my business because that is what I set my intention today for, you know, to get five new leads or whatever it is, rather than I'm just going to spin my wheels and just continue to do what I've been doing, you know, busy for the sake of being busy. You're doing inspired action. So I really love that, right. that insight. Yeah, I love that inspired action. It's inspired action. I love that. Yeah. Yep. And so the last uh, prompt is mm-hmm. all about focus. Um, so this is where I'm going to ask you to list your top three priorities for the day. So the point of this prompt is to get you away from that endless to-do list and focusing on priority. So this is more of a priority list. I ask you to like narrow it down to three. Don't go over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure that these three things that you're choosing to focus on for the day relate to the bigger priorities in this season of your life, things that are going to move the needle forward. Um, So try to do all the things, just focus on priorities because this is going to keep you productive, it's going to keep you purposeful versus just busy and kind of spinning your wheels, not really making traction. No, I love that. I love um, like just hearing you talk about it. What came up for me was it's really about living in alignment with where you yeah. with the vision you have for your for yourself and your life and where you want to go so if you really have um alignment with what you're doing then you can say i see the vision for myself i know that these are the three priorities that are in alignment to where i see myself going so these are the three things that i'm, I'm going to focus on because when you have that level of alignment then you're not distracted by doing 15 other things you know you're again you're working from purpose not just uh, busyness and you're being productive so I really love that I think having that focus of the vision you have for your life creates the alignment in what you're doing and that's a great way to measure what you should be saying yes to versus what you should be saying no to so when you have that level of focus and alignment if an opportunity comes to you you can say that's not in alignment with where I know I need to be or I know I'm going. So I'm not going to spend my energy and my focus and my time on that. So it's a clear no. Or it could be like that is completely in alignment with what I'm trying to manifest in my life, where, where, where I'm trying to go in my life. You know, that's a heck yes for me. Like that is in alignment with what I do. Mm-hmm. That would That's where I need to put my energy, focus, and, and time. So I think that um, part of the framework is really great about getting in alignment with you know, the higher goals that you have. So I love that. Do you have any guidance on on what true self-care looks like for you? Like, I know what it looks like for me, but I know it's so unique and individual for each person. So I would love to get your, your insights on that. Yes. Um, so definitely setting and respecting your boundaries and mm. standards 
um, letting go of things that don't serve you, taking control of your day, being intentional with your time, uh, protecting your energy. That's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I tend to take on everyone's energy, and so sometimes I have to just be like, okay, like you know, <laughs> we're not we're not gonna get you know, you're going too far. Yes. Um, staying in alignment, like you were talking about, um, with your vision, with your purpose. Um, cultivating positive habits, keeping your promises to yourself. This is also a big one for me. I am so quick. Like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I am going to keep my word, come whatever. Yes. Um, but with myself, it's not that easy. Um, and so this is something that I really have to be intentional about. And it really is a sign. Is a sign for me that I'm taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, not giving up on myself. That's also um, a big one. Just having the, the trust and the confidence that I can do what I set out to do. Yes, I love that. And, and just what came up for me listening to you was really making sure that you're clear that you are your first and best priority you know, that your needs and your wants come first and not secondary or, or last to everybody else. I know a lot of people struggle with like people pleasing where they feel that they have to say yes to everyone, that if they say no, that person won't like them, that person will leave them. So it's really based in that uh, insecurity that I'm only valuable if I'm doing for somebody else. I'm only worthy right. if I'm providing for somebody else. But it's the, but the the trick is really to turn that inward where it's my value and my worth is intrinsic. I am enough as is and what I need and what I want and my choices are also important and they matter and they are priorities above anybody else's. And I know a lot of people struggle with the difference between self-care and being selfish or egotistical. And the truth is that like ego and selfishness are the opposite of self-love and self-care because, you know, self-love is really having that compassionate relationship with yourself. It's really knowing your intrinsic value and worth. You don't get it from anything that's outside of yourself. And being selfish or egotistical is the opposite of that. It's I'm doing this. I have this. I look like this. I'm better than that. I'm better than this you're deriving all of your value and worth from things that are outside of you. So I always think it's really, you know, nice to talk about the difference between selfishness and, ego- and egotism versus self-love and self-care because they're literally the two opposites of the spectrum. And, and having that self-care plan and routine in place to cultivate self-love isn't selfish. It's important. It's imperative. You know, it's, it's a standard, as you say. So I love that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the Me Time Journal? And for everybody out there who's listening and is absolutely loving Stephanie's insights like I am, um, you can check down in the show notes. There will be a link where you can go to uh, her Instagram, her website, and also to where you can buy the book. Um, I believe it's on Amazon, so that should be a pretty easy way to grab the journal. But do you want to talk any more about uh, what we can expect if we grab the book? Sure. Um, so I spoke about the intentional direction part mm-hmm. of the journal, but um, the other half is self-reflection. And this is, like, there are no lines in this section. This is something um, that is also a daily practice. This is literally 
just for you to do whatever it is that you want to do. This is your time. This is your time whether you want to express yourself, you want to work through a challenge, um, if, you, if you want to just brainstorm or even vent, like this is the place to do it. Um, and I just think that there are so many benefits to that. Um, before we even get involved with with the intentional part, like we have to make sure that we're talking into ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have such a great inner wisdom or an intuition um, that's ours to tap into any time. But because of the noise and the chatter constantly going on around us and also within us, we can't always hear it or connect to it. And that's what self-reflection allows you to do. It allows you to connect to that. And it's key in allowing you to pay attention to your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, your interactions, um, and actually make sense of them. Because it's only in examining these things and, and gaining this insight and understanding of ourselves that we're able to move forward with clarity and confidence in whatever areas we find ourselves struggling in. Um, it also helps us with, with trusting ourselves and making decisions and being our best selves. Um, I think the mind is a, is a deep place, and a lot of times you have to really dig in to understand what's going on in there. And I can't think of a better method of self-reflection than writing because what it allows us to do is to be thoughtful, to be present, and um, it's just a really powerful practice to make a habit of. So I think that part is, is so crucial. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also think with writing, especially journaling, is you're able to create the awareness around what your beliefs and thoughts are about yourself. You know, it goes back to to not to like the level of like consciousness, where if you're not aware that you have self-limiting beliefs, then you're not able to correct them. So if you're just on autopilot, you're running around, you're not really thinking or being reflective you know why do I think I don't have enough time for myself why do I think I'm not deserving of success why do I think I'm not deserving of love why do I think I'm not good enough you know where did those beliefs come from and why am I holding on to those stories so it's really about you know creating that awareness and I totally agree with you that writing and journaling is a way to get it out of your head and onto the paper where you can get some distance from it so you can get perspective on it. Because it can be hard to to conceptualize your own thoughts, but if you write it down and you look yeah. at it, and sometimes you don't even know what you're thinking or, or what you're feeling, but if you write it down, you can be like, oh, wow, the reason why I'm staying in this unhealthy relationship is because I don't believe I deserve better. Oh wow, the reason why I'm staying at this job that doesn't fulfill me is because I don't think I'm wor- I don't think I'm worthy of being wealthy. You know, oh wow, I'm I I you know, avoid looking inward and I just keep myself busy all day because I'm actually fearful of what will what will happen if I do look inside. I'm scared of what I'm going to see. You know, I don't trust myself. So I think that, you know, that's great. I totally agree with journaling and writing is a good way to get perspective on what you're feeling and to create the awareness of what are the beliefs that are driving my life and for people who might have difficulty you know asking for help maybe this isn't you know an easy journey for them do you have any advice on how we can get over the fear of of reaching out for help yeah 
Yes. Well, this is something I've had to learn the hard way. Mm. Um, Me too. Me too. Yes. 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 Especially since becoming a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that as far as um, finding time for this, asking for help, um, well, first off, I want to say time is not something you find. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you try, I think you're gonna spend your whole life looking. So what I really had to do was was just make time, um, just make it work for me. And uh, I think this year especially has shown us like we don't you know we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We're never getting more. God willing, we have that. Mm-hmm. So we can stop wishing we had more time because it's not gonna happen. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Well, great. Um, so I think that's the that's the first part, and then you know. But I hear I also hear the bus coming because I know like the women that I'm speaking to are busy. They have a lot of time commitments. They have limits on their time. They're not sitting around twiddling their thumbs. And I understand this, and I speak from experience when I speak about making time because I'm not just going to preach to you. I'm not going to tell you lofty things because quite frankly I don't have that luxury myself so Mm -hmm. um, I do have a few tips on how you can make time um, which include just taking a few minutes in the morning so like for me even just half an hour to an hour if I can get up before anyone is up and just have that focused time I can accomplish a lot um, I think maximizing your time is another good uh, thing to do. So, you know, can you do two things at once? So, I, I don't know. Let's say you're you're looking to expand your knowledge in, in an area. Uh, can you listen to a podcast or an audio book, like let's say on your commute to work or while you're doing the dishes, um, something like that, where you're going to be doing something anyway, but now you're getting more out of it. Um maximizing your energy this is big because you may have time but if you don't have the energy to take advantage of that time then it's going to go to waste um so figure out when in the day you're at your most energetic and dedicate that time to you and the big important things um eliminating distractions this is also big because Mm -hmm. I, i don't think we realize all of the things that Distractive. I mean, even just scrolling Instagram for a little too long, if you're doing it mindlessly, that's a distraction. Like, you can get a lot done in that time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if, if you're doing that, then you do have time. So then you can't really use the excuse of not having time. It's there. It's just you're choosing to use it for something else. Definitely. And I, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, you know, uh, what came up for me with listening to you was really going back to creating boundaries. So, you know, I'm not a mom, but uh, if I if I was, I think that a great way to create time for yourself would just to be to create expectations. And I think this applies to work, whether you work Um, a nine-to-five job or if you're an entrepreneur or you know with your family you just create the expectation that there are certain days and times that are just for you you know so like if you do work that corporate job you can say you know to your boss or to the people who work under you 
I'm available 8.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. or from 9 to 5, you know, whatever your schedule is. After that, I'm not available. The phone's off, not answering emails. You know, my weekends are my own. You know, of course, if anything pops up, I will be there. But when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm not, I'm not. Because I know a lot of burnout comes from feeling like you always have to be on and you always have to be available. And that's not true. You are allowed to protect your time and protect your energy and create the expectation of this is what you can expect from me during this time and this is what you cannot expect from me during this time. So that way you are being clear with other people what your boundaries are and what they can expect from you so you're able to use that time for yourself. You don't always have to be answering emails. You don't always have to be on the phone. You don't always have to be you know, busy being busy just to prove you're being productive. You are productive during your work time and then your time is your time. You know, at night you're with your family, you're with your friends, you're with yourself, the phone's off, the email's off. And then also creating those same expectations and boundaries with your family. You know, it could be Saturday from 12 to 2 is mom time. You know, go hang out with dad, go hang out with grandma, go hang out with the babysitter or, you know, whoever, you know, whatever support system you have for your children and, you know, 12 to 2 on, on Saturdays is mom time. I'm, I'm going to yoga. I'm going to Pilates. I'm going to my meditation class. You know, I'm going just to hang out with my girls. I'm going to, you know, just take a walk by myself. So you're creating that expectation so people know, oh, Saturdays 12 to 2, that's mom time. I'll see her before. I'll see her after. You know, Tuesday nights, that's mom's time to, you know, hang out with her, her friends. You know, Wednesdays, that's mom's bowling night or whatever it is. You just want to create the expectation and the boundaries so nobody's disappointed and nobody's confused. So if someone knows this is the time that mom has to herself, they know what to expect and they know what not to expect. And I think it's just believing that you deserve to take that time for yourself is what is key. If you know that you deserve to have time for yourself, it doesn't mean that you're any less of a mom. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a spouse. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a friend. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a professional. It just means that you are a human being and you're honoring your time in your space and you deserve to take time for yourself. You know, it's not even that you deserve it. It's it's a necessity. You know, you have to take that time for you to date yourself, to get to know yourself, to cultivate yourself, to fill yourself back up. So it's completely okay to tell people what they can and cannot expect from you at different times. And I also think that creating those boundaries with people um, actually strengthens relationships. So then you don't feel resentful. You know, if your boss is always calling you at eight o'clock or if someone, your coworker is always texting you on Saturday in the morning, you start to build up resentment towards that person. You know, or if your spouse never gives you time to just do you, you know, never gives you time to go get a manicure, no, never gives you time without the kids, then you start to resent your spouse. So communicating what your needs are, what your boundaries are, and what people can expect from you during what time frame also is a resentment killer because now when you go back to work, now when you go back to your family, now when you go back to your spouse, you're refreshed and, yeah. and you're, you're, you're filled up and you also feel respected because you, the resentment comes from 
feeling disrespected, to be honest. You feel like your boss is disrespecting your time, your spouse is disrespecting your time, your kids are taking up all of your energy. So you get that resentment built up. But the truth is, it's actually up to you to communicate to those people what you need and when you need it. So I, I love that. I love, you know, finding that time and creating that space for you and and knowing that you deserve it and you're and you're worthy of it. And I think um, you know, going back to the fear of asking for help, for me what helped with that was shifting from a scarcity self-doubt mindset to an abundant self-love mindset. So my scarcity mindset would say I have to do everything on my own. I can't let anyone know that I don't have it figured out. I can't let anyone know that I need help. I'm the only person who can help me. I'm the only person who can get it done. Versus the abundant mindset, which says, you know, I have infinite amount of possibilities for support. I have friends that love and support me. I have family that loves and support me. I could find, you know, a spiritual advisor. I could find a therapist. I could find a counselor. You know, I could find a Facebook group. I could find, um, you know, yoga moms. You know, I could, I could go to meditation and, and make, and make friends there. I could call a hotline. You know, um, I could connect with somebody on Instagram and start talking to them. So it, it's going from the mindset of I have to do everything by myself, which is scarcity and limited because your energy and efforts are finite. It's just you versus I have so many outlets to find support. So I think when it comes to getting over the fear of, of asking for help, it, it goes back to the, that belief of I am so worthy and valuable even if I need help, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It doesn't mean I, I can't do it on my own. It just means that, again, I'm a human being. And as a human being, I need support and community and connection. So if you're having trouble asking for help, you know, start with someone that you really trust. You know, have discernment. Don't ask anybody willy-nilly for help because you don't want that type of guidance. You want, again, to seek guidance from someone who is in an in alignment with with you and and where you're going so start with somebody that you trust you know hey best friend I've really been struggling with this you know even if you're not asking for an uh a resp- uh, like like a what do you call it? like a solution not necessarily but maybe you're just like hey I just need someone to talk to can you just listen to me you know, even just having somebody bear witness to your story is very, very powerful and very, very healing. Just to have somebody else, you know, bear witness to what you're going through. So you can go, hey friend, I've really been struggling with being a new mom. I've really been struggling in my relationship. I've really been struggling at work. You know, just getting it off your chest, seeking support. I'm a huge advocate also for like therapy or counseling or some type of you know, whatever religion you may or may not have, some type of spiritual advisor, seek guidance from someone who is impartial, they're objective, you know, they're not going to personalize, you know, if you maybe if you go to your sister about something or your spouse, they have a history with you, so they might personalize things that aren't really personal, so get an, an objective opinion, you know, especially someone who is like licensed or, or you know, has a degree in it, Go, go to that person for, for help just to talk it through and there's no shame and there's no stigma, you know, reaching out for help. You know, if you cracked tooth, you would go to the dentist. So if you're struggling with something, 
you know, go to someone who's licensed to help you out and there's no shame in that. So I think really getting past the trauma response of I have to do everything by myself. I can't ask for help. I'm not deserving of help. Asking for help means I'm a failure, all that shame. That's a trauma response to the healed response, which is I'm a human being and I am deserving and worthy of community and connection and I'm going to seek support when needed. So I think it's just really having that mind uh, mindset shift as well. So that's yeah, really totally great. I agree. Like, there are options for us out there, but yes. we don't even open ourselves up for that help because we're either ashamed or we're self-conscious. We can't receive it. And exactly. I can tell you what happened, or I can tell you as a mom the things that have gone through my head. It's like, I don't want to bother anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so interesting because, like, I can be there for everyone. But when I need help, it's oftentimes, like, I don't dare ask for it. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. bother anybody, or I don't want to look weak. I don't yep. want to... You know, I don't want them to think I don't have my stuff together. Exactly. Um, and that came out of a lot of, like, comparison. Um, you know, I'm comparing myself to, I don't know, a mom that I see on social media who has, like, the perfect house and the perfect hair and the, and the healthiest organic meals for her children. And <laughs> oh, she's God. And seven figures in her business. And it's like, so I'm comparing my mm-hmm. true, messy, be- beautiful every day to what, someone else is choosing to show or worse yet curating mm-hmm. and this happens on and off social media and I'm so about collaboration and I feel we as women we need to do a better job with this and I don't know exactly what that looks like for each person only you can determine that but you know does it look like having a talk with your spouse mm-hmm. family members friends neighbors like I can probably guarantee you the, the friend that you're afraid to ask to maybe swap childcare hours with is struggling with the same thing that you are and would be thrilled to have you step up and take initiative because she was also too scared or embarrassed to. Like, we're not exactly. alone. Exactly. We're in our heads, we're alone. But as soon as we open ourselves up, we have options. Exactly. And there's so much healing power and, and empathy, right? Like Like, just the words like, not talking about the the movement in particular, but just the essence of it, like the Me Too movement, right? Where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're struggling with something? Me too. And yeah. that heals any shame or guilt that you have around it because the moment you realize I'm not the only one, then you're able to right. step into your power and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You're struggling with this. How can we work on this together? Like, how can we form community to help each other out? And I love that idea you said, like, mom swap. Like, if you're feeling overwhelmed with your kids, I guarantee somebody else is feeling overwhelmed with their kids. Can you watch the kids on this Sunday? I'll watch them next Sunday. You go do you, then I'll go do me. Like, that's a great idea, a great barter system. And it, and it, and you're exactly right. It starts with you taking the initiative to say, I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to be vulnerable with someone that I trust my story with and I'm going to create that connection and that community. And again, with comparison culture, especially on Instagram, especially on social media and all of these, you know, influencers and groups and stuff and like, I'm not knocking it because that's a part of my world as, as well, but what we're seeing is the gloss, we're not seeing the grit. 
you know we're not seeing right. that behind the scenes what's going on so it's always how can I shift the lens that I'm consuming this content in. So I'm going to go on this person's Instagram and my perspective is, oh, I'm just going to go and like look and see. I'm not going to place a value on this. Because the moment you put a value on it, that's when you start shaming yourself or not feeling good about yourself. Like, oh, she's doing better than me or I should be doing it like her. Then that is what creates that that self-deprecation de- de- deprecation and also low self-esteem because right. you start to feel bad about yourself. You're like, why don't I look like her? How come I'm not making as much money as her? How come my kids aren't, you know, in matching outfits for Halloween? Like, whatever it is. So, yeah. so yeah, it's definitely shifting that perspective. And, like, I know for me in my personal journey, I had to mute some uh, accounts and I had to unfollow because I would be triggered by it. I'd be like, oh wait, how come mm-hmm. she has this many followers or she got that brand deal or whatever it was. But then I had to realize that people are allowed to post whatever they want to post. That is their prerogative and their right. I need to shift the way in which I choose to consume content. So I need to shift knowing that if I'm wa- if I'm seeing someone on Instagram and it's making me feel bad about myself, then I need to create the awareness of why does it make me feel bad about myself, what belief is coming up for me, what experience is coming up for me, and then how can I shift that to a self-loving and a self-compassionate belief? And sometimes that's just muting that account, unfollowing that account. Sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's meditating. Sometimes it's talking to a friend. Um, you know, so it's really about creating that awareness and understanding of why is this triggering me? Because if I see someone on Instagram that has like 100K followers and I'm like, I only have 67K, what is that really triggering? It's triggering the belief that somehow I'm not good enough and that somehow I'm not doing it right. That's what's really coming up. And it has nothing to do with that person. That person is minding their business, posting their stuff, going about their day. It's really about my own stuff. So I think having those triggers are actually blessings in disguise because they're showing you, well, what is the things that I still need to work on? You know, what are the things that I still need to reflect about in my own experience and my own thoughts and perspectives so when I find myself being triggered by any of comparison syndrome or you know anything on social media my perspective now is wow thank you for showing me what areas I still need to work on Um, so I think it's always about shifting your perspective because people are doing them let them do them and figure out what is this here to teach me about myself so so I love that yeah I love that. Me too. Me too. Wow. So this has been such an an inspiring and amazing conversation with you, Stephanie. So do you want to share any last words with everyone who's listening? And then be sure to let us know where can we follow you? Where can we find you? Where can we buy your journal? And just anything else you want to share with us? Sure. Well, yes, this was such a great conversation. Thank you again. Um, Well, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm always on there. So it's Stephanie underscore Oquendo underscore. Um, you can also uh, go to my website, sign up for my newsletter for more from me. It's stephanieoquendo.com. And then my journal is available on Amazon. So if you type up my name, it will come up. 
Perfect. And yeah, again, for everyone who's listening, I will have everything linked in the show notes. You can just do a quick click and you'll be able to buy the book, follow her on Instagram, and also join her newsletter on her website. So thank you so much, Stephanie. This has been amazing. And I just appreciate you sharing all of your insights with our self-care community. Thank you, Kenny. And thank you for all of the work you do in this space and for empowering women everywhere. You empower me. And so this has been such an amazing experience. Thank you. Thank you.